0: The views on A Breath of Fresh Air podcast reflects the parties involved and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, Hallelujah
1: Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? Who would become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? (laughs) No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me.
0: Goodbye. Bye, bye, Orba. Look, Ruth, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods.
1: Go be with her. Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, even if death death separates you and me. Even though judges may be done, this week we are focusing on a story that happened in the time of the judges. The Book of Ruth is a short but lovely one, a story of loyalty, faith, and love. This week's episode, we are focusing on Ruth chapters one and two. Be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. This is our second episode of 2022. Hopefully, everyone's year is going off great. Um, yeah. One thing I just want to mention is prayer works. I know this year we said, well, at least I said, hopefully everyone out there is joining or, you know, doing some form of it, but like a prayer journal and a prayer answered list. So I def- I've definitely started it, but just want to emphasize that, you know, prayer works no matter what you're, well, I should not say it well, no matter what you're praying for, but <laughs> don't, be, don't be praying for anything that you know is definitely bad. <laughs> but definitely like, you know, take your concerns, your wants, needs to God in prayer. And God definitely listens to us, his children. We see, even in the previous book that we were reading, before they fell so far, even when they were getting oppressed, the Israelites cried out to God, which is a form of prayer. And, you know, God heard their cry. So don't ever think that, you know, God isn't listening to you as his child. So nice short thought. I don't know if Cass got anything to add.
0: Actually don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, but like the next thing I remember too, because like oh, I remember when, a couple of episodes ago, but when I say like, you're probably in a position like right now that you prayed to God to be, and like someone mm-hmm. else kind of reminded me of that this same week too. I was kind of crazy. It's like, oh yeah, I remember when you were praying to be here? And I was like, really here, right here? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right, though. You're right. But yeah, you know, it might make me think I, about it. <laughs> I, I to it going a little bit differently, but you're right. I'm, I am where I want. I like the prayer itself has been answered. You are correct in that essence. <laughs>
0: And a lot of ways, we got to remember that God's grace is sufficient, right? Amen. And so in my mind, I might want God to give me like a level 10 version of grace, right? Let's say you give me level one. And I'm like, bro, this ain't fulfilling to me, man. Like what I asked for was more, you don't know understand. But you give me this, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to be able to submit to God and remember that his grace is sufficient. You understand what I'm saying? And so even though you might've been in a, very, very stressful situation You car at a breakdown mm-hmm. And God make it so your, your neighbor Who is maybe annoying in some way Dropping you to work every day You ask for a car You understand what I'm saying? But sometimes you got to really just realize That God's grace is, is sufficient um, Regardless of the situation you're in And regardless of the situation That God move you from and put you in It might not be the, the final um place That you want to be but you know, we, we still need to be grateful and thankful that, you know, what he done for us is sufficient for us.
1: Amen. Amen. So this week we are done with the book of Judges. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's
0: woo. <laughs> I could, I don't know if I could take even one more chapter of Judges, bro, because it just was going downhill, downhill. <laughs> oh
1: my so yeah we're finally done with that we see the point where the israelites got to and the book that we're going to delve into this week we're going to do it all in one take so i mean is it i mean hopefully think about it, this whole book is less than luke chapter one versus wise well probably it's, a, it's about comparable to luke chapter one yeah so the book of ruth and in the opening lines of ruth we see It says, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And so we see right off the gate that Ruth happens concurrently with the book of Judges. It happened at some point in the book of Judges during that time frame. We don't know exactly when. There are some context clues with the famine, but still, it wasn't like the Bible was giving us exact dates at this point in time. So it's all (coughs) up to, um, I guess, interpretation. On yep. when exactly it is, but we know it was in the, it was in the days when the judges ruled, but that context alone offers us some, I guess, hints. Um, I just want to use the part, word yeah. context again. I was like, that don't make no sense to use the word twice. But yeah, because, we, because uh, last week we see, well, the last couple of weeks we see like, what was the last, what was the main theme of the book of Judges? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And these were the day before they had a king. So we see Ruth is starting to like fill in a puzzle piece here, but also offers that context. Everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. And just to kick it off, we see, uh, so a man from Bethlehem together with his wife and two sons went to live for a while in the country of Moab. His name was Emalek and his wife's name was Naomi. And the names of their two sons was Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrites from Bethlehem and Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. So right on the gate, we see that we have an Israelite family whose the husband, the head of the household, Amalek, whose name actually means God is king, was decided that okay, things are bad in Israel. Things are bad in Bethlehem. I'm gonna go to Moab. I'm gonna go over to the enemy's territory. And we see at first he didn't plan to stay there a while. They say they, they, they was just going on a Depends which version you read going to sojourn. They just go in there for a little while. I think he was just going there to ride out the famine. the, the farming. I'm going to go where the land is plentiful and ride out the farming. But it's interesting. You're leaving God's land to go to the land of your enemies.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's very interesting, bro. Because like, we know for a fuck this is where God <laughs> wanted you all to be. But, you know, does that mean that you're supposed to stay there? Or But we also know that <laughs> if farming is going on, that is, that is a direct result of the way you all have treated God, you know, which led him to remove his protection from certain things. And then in the book of Deuteronomy, they say, if you guys don't turn away from the idols and stuff, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, X, Y, Z. So the famine is going on. So, you know, overall in Israel, they have not been as faithful to God as they should be. And so, you know, moving to, a lot of Moab is not experiencing the same, the same type of quote-unquote punishment. And so, I don't know, like Eli, Eli Malak is probably saying, Yeah, I can't really support these Israelites right now, bro. I got to go where the grass is greener right now.
1: And again, it show us, uh, just shows that everyone was doing what's right in their own eyes because we don't even see him consulting God. When mm-hmm. your literal name means God is king. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, Yeah, okay, guys. Yeah, I heard, it's, I heard the grass is green over there. Let's go. Hmm. So now we see they went to Moab and the husband died and the two sons died. But before the two sons died, they left, uh, they got married and they had some wives, Ofra and Ruth. After they lived about, they lived there about 10 years, the other uh, sons also died too.
0: And so their wives were Moabite, Moabite women from the last. So they like, they gone over there, link <coughs> up with some, some more Israelites. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, they gone there and intermarried which they 100% were not supposed to do Also in the book of Deuteronomy I'm sorry I don't have the text right now But They were instructed specifically Not to intermarry Because When those ladies Have worship Worship their gods You guys are going to do the same When they prostitute themselves To their gods You guys are going to do the same So don't make no treaties Don't intermarry X, Y, Z And so we see They move They um, Eli Malak and his wife Moved there with their family Their two sons And after he died, their, father, their, father, um, their sons intermarried with white women. So the story already starting off kind of funny. And, and to your point, Earl, the, they did what was right in their own eyes. This was during the time of the judges. We're not sure if they had a judge in the line at the moment or not. But the fact of the matter is these guys were um, kind of moving like rogue. They were kind of moving in their, in their own time. Anyway.
1: And so now the problem bears now that we have a story or a situation where there's three widowless, I mean widows, that are childless. You see, Naomi had two sons, which was great, but both of her sons died. Hmm. And now Or and Ruth had no children. And to be childless and to be a childless widow back in hmm. those days was to be like, essentially one of the lowest, one of the most disadvantaged classes. In all of the ancient world Because you literally have No one left to support you Because right. usually If you If your husband died Your son's supposed to step in And help you out Or some other family members But again Naomi Is in a foreign
0: line hmm. Bro And that sucks bro That sucks Because you complete the mission You get married I'm talking about Naomi You get mm-hmm. married Right So that's one step And then you have two sons mm-hmm. So you, you set for life You should essentially. be Essentially it's yeah, right. You should be sad for life in terms of the way you perceive and you know your status in society. Right? Mm-hmm. But now all of that all of that was taken away from from Naomi. And and I'm saying it sucks, but you could just imagine how Naomi felt to be in that situation. It's hard losing somebody, but then it's she also has to make an adjustment, life adjustments. Now you have to be you go from being whatever class you was in. You understand? If she was in high class, middle class, even lower class, you all the way at the bottom now, you have to make that adjustment and that's how you would be viewed for the rest, for the rest of your life. You know, and now to your point, they're in a foreign land with that. So it ain't like you could just go to your cousins, your aunties for, to be consoled, bro. Like, you away from everyone right now. Mm-hmm. And you're going through this.
1: Buried your husband and your two children in a foreign land. Mm. So now we see picking up in Ruth Chapters, no, no, chapter, verse six, Ruth one, verse six. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughter in laws prepared to return home from there. With her two daughter in laws, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughter in laws, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me, may the Lord grant each of you that you find rest in the home of another husband.
0: Mm. That's, that's, that's a good woman. That's a lovely lady. And just even a couple of things
1: there. So now we see 10 years has gone by and now Naomi heard, just hear the whisperings of how God is blessing his people. And something me and Kaz was talking about before the part but just how long suffering God is because now we go back to the time with judges. We see each time, once the people pray, cry back out, try cry back out to God, what happens? God rose up a new judge, rescued them and delivered them from their oppression. So I would assume it's probably one of the earlier judges when the people were still crying because now we see God's blessing the people again. So, and now you see they're having food. So now, the worst travel, oh, in Israel, the farming's done, people are getting blessed. And Naomi's like, that's my hometown. Mm-hmm. I would have it better there than I do here. I remember when I was like, man, in college, I used to be traveling for like engineers of a borders project, and you know about this, right? And there was one time when, it, when I missed my flight in India, right? Hmm. And I was like, Lord, this ain't the flight to miss. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> You know, when I was traveling, I'd always say I would I would much rather be stuck in the Bahamas or even mm-hmm. America than right. to be stuck in any place else yeah. that I wasn't supposed to be. Like I didn't want to get stuck in Dubai, I definitely didn't want to get stuck in China.
0: Hmm.
1: Definitely didn't want to get stuck in China. <laughs> India, I didn't want to get stuck. I'm like, I'm too far from home. So I'm like, right. you know this? You say, oh yeah, things actually going better home. My chances are way better home than they are here. Anybody- I have some family there. <laughs> I know how to operate. I know how to hustle better there. My chances better there. They my people.
0: But I'd rather anything happen to me home than anywhere else, bro? Like, like for real, bro. Like just, just from the strainer, just from the standpoint of support or familiarity, bro. Like, I kind of know how to maneuver in most situations when I'm in my hometown, or how to speak to people, or, or you know, just, just to read how people like feel about me or react to me. You understand what I'm saying? you in a different country, bro. Different city. Bro, like, I don't know. It. Sometimes it's a culture shock. Sometimes it's a lot to adjust Wait, And then, bottom line, bro, you're just not as comfortable. You're just not as familiar or used to the um circumstances when you're in a different country, especially when you're going through stuff in a different country, you know?
1: And the thing about it is, like, the other context we have for the Moabites, they weren't really, truly, like, a friendly people. So we see Naomi and even... I mean, Naomi Ruth and even offers um, what I call a personality up to this point is even kind of like abnormal. Like they're still so like loving and willing to go with Naomi along this journey. Like this wasn't really normal of the people of Moab. So now we see, imagine you being in this foreign land, the people ain't really checking out for you. They ain't really that loving and kind. You really have no desire to stay in this land, especially when you're already at the bottom class. Are so you already at the bottom? I'd rather like I, I, I can kind of say Naomi ration. I'd rather be at the bottom and we, and going back to even the Levitical laws. We know God has He set up the nation of Israel to have some provisions for the poor. Mm-hmm. We know these other Canaanite nations don't have that. And we're gonna see some of these provisions as we actually get on get on in chapter two and chapter three.
0: But bro, the reason why I say Naomi was a nice lady is because like they obviously have a bond, right? Mother, daughter, born. But now They live in a country that was fully functional in terms of like food and you know vegetation and stuff like that. And they're about to go back to Judah because now Judah has food. And Naomi's like, yo, go back to your mom. Like, I love y'all as daughters, but y'all don't have bro. Like, y'all don't have to carry the burden that I'm carrying. Y'all are widows, so y'all are the lowest right now with me, but y'all don't have to be. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Exactly.
0: Like, bro, for for See and, and it's so funny because we don't know what the Moab Moabite customs even was, but yo, y'all still have all your life ahead of y'all. Go back to your mommy. house start from the from the drawing board, and I wish nothing but a loving husband to y'all because y'all are really good women. You understand what I'm saying? But this this cross, I I want to bear this alone because I I can't force y'all to do this, and y'all shouldn't donate yourself to to suffer with me when y'all when y'all have an option. If I had an option. More than likely I probably wouldn't be doing this, but I don't have no option right now. So I gotta carry, I gotta from travel on this journey alone. You know, Is and she, I respect that too. Cause she, you know, proper. they say misery love company, mm-hmm. right? But she's like, bro, like y'all can do better, like so, so do better.
1: Exactly, you know? man. And like that word, like can we see like she say, May the Lord show you kindness as much as, as as you've shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. And the word kindness there that will be seen in our English translation. In Hebrew, it was like the word kased, And it was more so like the love. And it's kind of hard to translate in, in English because that word is more than just love. It's more like, it's like a completely undeserved kindness and generosity. She was saying like, y'all were so kind to me more than I even deserved it. Hmm. Y'all, was more, y'all were so kind to my sons. Like y'all don't like, it's going back to your point. Y'all really don't, I, like, I, I'm giving you the out. Y'all don't have to come back to my nation because y'all, hmm. y'all ain't from there. You know what I'm saying, At least Think about it. Y'all could stay in your land with y'all family, hmm. with y'all customs, with y'all gods, if y'all want to. I going back to my own people. Y'all don't have to come back there for me. I already, I've already fulfilled my role in Moab. Let me go back to Israel and let me at least go die with my people and try to make a way and for myself. Hmm. Given y'all that, but we see, we see they all kissed goodbye and they wept aloud and said to her, we will go back to you with your people. But Naomi, she said, okay, okay. I don't think y'all really understand me. Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? Who would become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you refrain? Would you remain unmarried for them? No. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord has turned against me. And so now we're seeing Ruth saying, guess what? It isn't practical for me to have more kids at this point in my life. If by some weird miracle I did have them, y'all got to wait X amount of years for these kids to grow up. <laughs> Completely unfair to you two. I don't see y'all doing that. So why are y'all so loyal to me at this point? And at the same time too, I really think she's saying, guess what? If you really want to come with me on this journey, I really let you know what you're up against. Like, I don't need any fakes coming back to me with Israel because I I, I know my life about
0: to be hard. Mm. There's no light at the end of this tunnel. Not that I can see right now. (laughs) No, right. So she's, that's essentially (coughs) what she's saying because Uh she's like, bro, the only lights could have been is if I was pregnant right now, or if I was to get married and have a son, and how long that could take for y'all to get married. Would you wait that long? You understand? And I don't have those. That's not a possibility for me. So what are y'all what are y'all even coming for? You know? And I feel look, I don't know. I would. I don't see why anyone would come. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like in the world of doing what's best for, for you, per se. In the world of your family and your mom and dad and all of your friends, you about to abandon them for the rest of your life, potentially. You see, we see when when Rebecca leave her mommy and daddy, Laban. You understand what I'm saying? Like, was it, Rebecca? No, Rachel. When Rachel mm-hmm. leaves Laban and her mom, we don't have, but them have a damn ever ever linking back up later on. You understand? I'm talking about Genesis. You know, Isaac's wife, Rachel. Um, was it Rachel or Rebecca? Rebecca, Isaac's wife, Rebecca. Anyway, we can. We yeah.
1: Can, we, yeah. Isaac was Rebecca and Jacob was Rachel and Leah. Yeah. And sleepy eyes and. <laughs> So, um, there's another, there another thing that stood out to me when I was reading this too. So, we see here, she said, the Lord hands against me. But to me, what stood, what stood out to me in this part right here was, I feel like I repeat myself a lot tonight. Anyway, forgive me. The show will go on. Um, but we see that even though she thought the Lord, the Lord hand was against her, she never really accused God of doing anything bad to her. Mm. Because the mere fact that she was going back to Israel, the land where God should be reigning supreme It showed that she still like trusting her God hmm. Even though she saw that Yo, some things right now Ain't going the way I would want them I'm still acknowledging that God has control Over all these things Yes Here's how I might be against Because think about it If she was really truly angry against God Why would she even go back to Israel?
0: Right, she would go
1: further away She would run from him
0: Because my assumption was that Her and her family They only moved because the farmer was there and then when the farming go, they go on back. But now nah, y'all already live in this land so long. You understand what I'm saying? And the farming gone now, um, you, could, you could just stay like y'all just living there. like You know what I mean? But she's saying, no, I go on back. I ain't going back to my people. And she don't curse God. She don't talk about God in any type of way. But she do say, I'm being punished by God. And she don't ever say, this is unjust punishment or anything. Exactly. Like she yeah. just
1: was like, for some reason, God's turned his on against me. But either way, I'm still trusting in him is how I read
0: it. Because mm-hmm. even when we, when we see Gideon, like Gideon was talking to the angel of, of the Lord and he was saying, yeah, well, God do all of this for our people, well, for, for the people of Egypt. But when he's leaving Egypt, we ain't seen nothing. Nah, you understand what I'm saying. Like in a complaining tone, mm-hmm. you know, and he was going through lack of food because of the enemies. You know what I'm saying? But she don't have that same type of um, attitude. So you can see, you can see she just is a, a loving, like pleasant, like pleasant woman. Like that's what I'd say. Like you can see she, cause just off the straight that we have two people who are willing to do something that's unwise just to comfort her and to console her for the rest of her life. And she telling them, yo, it's, it would be smarter for y'all to stay here and, and remarry. To, to me, that shows her, her nobility, you know, and her selflessness.
1: Exactly. And so now picking up in verse 14, we see they wept out, They wept aloud again. And Arthur kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. And it's so interesting because they both came this far up to that point, right? Naomi gave a speech. But when that speech was given, a real choice had to be made at that point. Mm -hmm. And this goes back. We all have choices. We all have choices in life. And we see Arthur say, you know what? I love you. But I
0: can
1: stay. Yeah. Ne- Ruth said, You know what? I love you and I follow in you. Mm. I follow in you. And we see Naomi was like, Look, your sister in law is going back to her people and the gods. Go back with her. But Ruth said, Don't, don't urge me to leave. You are turned back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And most importantly, your God will be my God. Hmm. And the reason why I said that's most importantly, again, like we said at the beginning, Ruth and Ophar, they're Moabites. This is a pagan nation. They have their own gods, many gods. But it was something about Naomi that had to stood out to Ruth in those, I guess, 10 years of being in Moab that said, you know what? There's something about your God that I want to know more about. And we've seen this, I guess, with the other R female in the Bible, where she also left her, well, well there's a couple of R ones, but the foreigner, the foreigner, Rahab, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where she left her gods to follow the gods of Israel, essentially joined the nation. And we've seen here with, with uh, Ruth Ruth's saying, guess what? I'm giving up. I'm, I'm essentially, essentially renouncing my citizenship to the land of Moab. I am going to become an Israelite by association with you right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will worship your gods. And to me, that's just part, like, to me, that's a powerful testimony, like, to say, you know what? I am, I, your, I am going to take on your people. And most of all, I'm going to take on your God because this is a different type of love that we're seeing from Ruth and a different type of loyalty that we're seeing from Ruth. And she also said, Where you die, I will die, and where you'll be buried, and there I'll be buried. And she said, May the Lord deal with me. Be it, so, be it everly so severely that even, that even death separates you and me. So mm-hmm. we're seeing like Ruth was making this very, very strong promise. Promise to, to, to Naomi saying that, you know what? I'm going to follow you. I'm going to stick with you. You want to know that if I'm in, this is how all in I am. I am not wavering. I am fully committed to this decision. Don't mind that offer left you. I will stick by you, no matter what. And
0: you think you would have been that loyal, bro? I I don't think I would have. You're giving me an (laughs) out. No, see, because, bro, I feel like, I feel like the only, the only reason you should have been that loyal is if this is because, you know, this is the only light of spirituality that you have been exposed to. That this is your spiritual mentor, and you know that salvation is closer when you learn from her or you learn from her people and her, and her, and their and their God. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, as your mother-in-law, if she really impressed you and was was a was a spiritual leader to you, and you don't get that nowhere in Moab, but you wouldn't get it because they are not serving the Most High God, right? You see the opportunity to to go to to the city where everybody's quote unquote, serves this God. And you see an opportunity where on the other side, you see where you might be losing this spiritual mentor. You know, I feel like that's the only right answer. Like to say, I st- I stand with you because you're my mom. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and you serve the most high God. And I want your God to be my God. And I love you immensely. And I'm loyal to you. Now, if we were to take God out of the equation, let's say all of them serve the same God. Bro, I don't see any reason why <laughs> I would be following um, Naomi like at all. You understand what I'm saying? Because like I love you to death and I would try to urge you to stay with me. If anything, if that's the case, stay with me and I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. I'll console you. i will stay by your side. You go in on this mission because you're doing what's best for you because you got to get back to your people and you got to get back to the people of God. But as for me, but I, if I could keep you on Rimari, i would try to do that. No one knew <laughs> that happening is if I stay in my city. You know what I mean? i follow mm-hmm. you for that. I don't see why I should. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and and to me, what also
1: sticks out is that even though she didn't really know the God of Israel that well, she still know how fair he had to be. Because you see mm-hmm. what she said, like, I mean, if, if you read in a different version, it says like, the Lord do so to me and more so also if, any, if, if anything but death parts me and you. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, I guess what? God is, I know God is fair and just. And just to show my commitment, the only thing that's going to separate me and you is death. And if anything else, anything else, if I decide to flip flop between now and then, my let, God. let your God deal with me. Mm-hmm. Your God, not, not my God, let your God deal with me. And so that was just a real example of how committed Ruth was. Um, so when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped her, you know? Naomi was like, oh, okay, I can't argue with that. Okay, well, this is a real one. Let's continue on this journey. So the two women went until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi. And so, again, so, like, even though she was gone for 10 years, back in the day, Bethlehem wasn't really, like, a thriving city, per se. It was still, like, a village town. So, like, you know, when you go to the island, people know who you is, even if you've been gone a while, or, or like, you've been gone a while, or they even know, oh, aren't you so-and-so grandson or grandson so-and-so people? This is the kind of thing was happening. So, people was like, they recognized Naomi, even though she has been gone for 10 years, or for a decade. It was like, oh yeah, we, rec- we remember when you left. So like, it's probably the same town people still there. And we see Naomi said, don't call me Naomi because in context, Naomi means pleasant. So there's like a real life metaphor that she was like trying to get across to them. Don't call me pleasant, call me Mara. Mara means bitter because the almighty has made my life very bitter. And so we see when Naomi got back to Bethlehem, she wasn't trying to put up, a front or some type of facade that we often see people do when they, you know, come back to the city or come back to their hometown. Yeah, man, everything going good. Yeah, my mm-hmm. more we was good. Yeah, my husband died, but you know, God still got me everything good. She's saying, "Guess what, bro? My life has been hard." You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I ain't coming back here to say, "Oh yeah, everything's pleasant." I'm coming back. Like, I'm coming back to let you all know, like, yo, ain't nothing pleasant right now. God made my life better. Things rough right now. Things tough. But guess what?
0: By the almighty Hand of God, I'm here. And that's and that, the most important thing. And that showed me that it she probably wasn't, it probably wasn't received well that they just left the mob. That might've been seeing like, y'all just abandoned ship and look, now y'all back. It's the whole city like, it's not Naomi. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's an old woman, right? But she had only been gone 10 years. So she more than likely was an old woman when she left. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so I don't know, like that, that to me, that kind of showed me that, you know, oh, look who come back. Like, you know what I mean? Like they might have some animosity towards us because you abandon us. You know, we supposed to be in this together. understand. But you go on a jump ship. You go on inside with the enemy during this time. I don't know.
1: And then she said, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. But again, we see she in cursing God and none of this. She just, is more like just telling the truth as the truth is. Mm-hmm. Fortune, this hasn't been on my side these last years. I'm not blaming God because of that. It happened. And so we see Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter in law arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. So now on Ruth 2. So now we see Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, Amalek's side of the clan, a man whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go in the fields and pick up the leftover grain anyone behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. And so if you go back to Leviticus, right? So this is actually one of the Levitical laws. In Leviticus 19, 9, it says... um. Uh, Let me just pull it up. Okay, there we go. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am the Lord, your God. Mm. So God, like I said, like God had provisions to care for the poor. So if you had a field, God specifically tell you, don't harvest your whole field, and even while you're harvesting, if if a grain was to drop on the floor or something, leave it. That's for the poor. And God's also saying, "I am the larger your God." Saying, "Guess what? I will still provide all your needs. I will still sustain." Don't, you're not going to miss the stuff you left over for the poor. So, again, Naomi knew the customs of the land, and probably Ruth was seeing this too. And but again, what I like about this, Ruth was taking you know, initiative. I feel like, you know, when you pray, you got to act on your prayers too. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about it, right? I know people who would have gone back home and say, Lord, I need food. Lord, I praying for some food to come. And guess what? God can send you food. You know,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know what I'm saying? But sometimes God also saying, guess what? I'm providing the opportunity for you to also go get food for yourself. Hmm. But a lot more people want the handouts than to actually work because God answers your prayers in different ways. And I think a lot of people want God answers their prayer the way they want it. But half, a lot of times God answers the prayers in the way that's best for you. And nine times out of 10, that's not the way you want your prayer to be answered, yep. but you got to be open to that. So you see we- something.
0: Yeah, Mom. we can see that we can see that Ruth is has faith. Mm-hmm. Ruth has Ruth, see this my thing, right? <clears throat> if you're born and raised this religion, and you say, man, I just can't follow, follow that religion, right? And you just like for sure I can follow this religion, and I really have no backup plan for real, for real. You got all faith in that religion. Mm-hmm. I I see what this me speaking as Ruth. I've seen what how y'all speak about God. And what the Lord has done for y'all And how y'all still respect him I, I trust that I trust that Because I could have said Man I could bring my gods with me You understand what I'm saying But no I leave my gods That's the thing She leave her culture She leave her gods She had to submit herself To the Israelite culture Right And the funny thing about that is You see how they look at foreigners They just say leave the grain on the floor Or on the, on the Don't pick everything to, to give to the poor And the foreigner you understand what I'm saying? Those two things are almost synonymous. And Ruth is both right now. And what I'm saying is, Ruth exercised extreme faith to follow her, her, her mother-in-law, to be there for her, but then also to work. Because, you know, we, <clears throat> you know, faith without works is dead. And that's Ruth. Ruth already showing you, she cut from a different cloth. Like, I ain't, woe is me. You understand? I get into work, you know what I'm saying? And I doing what what has to be done for me and my new family. You know, and I trust in God at the same time. I trust in your God at the same time.
1: Definitely, yeah. We might actually have to like do, two do this episodes. in two episodes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Once we're on the same page, <laughs> and I can stay in this too. I yeah. look at the time. I'm like, oh, okay. Time's flying. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. Yeah, so I think we might just finish out this chapter, and then we'll through the last two chapters in its own episode. So we see Naomi was like, go ahead, my daughter. She went out into the field and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turns out, she was working in the field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of e- Eli however you want to pronounce that. Uh, just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the, greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. And again, so we kind of see from just this opening introduction who Boaz is, his character. This is the master of the field Mm -hmm. and he is greeting his workers with such pleasantries. The Lord be with you. First of all, he's actually coming to check on them and Mm -hmm. he ain't like, you know, being a taskmaster essentially. But you see, like, and again, based on the people's reply to the Lord bless you again, like we seen, there was no animosity between the workers and the owner and vice versa. And then we see Boaz realize, oh, there's someone different in the field. And Boaz asked the overseer of his office, who does this woman belong to? The overseer replied, she's a Moabite that came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind your harvests." So she came into the field and has remained here for, from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here stay here with the woman who worked for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the woman. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and drink from the waters, go, go and drink from the water, the jars the men have filled. Hmm. And so it's a couple of things why that like Boaz was saying, essentially, like don't go to a different field. It was saying, well, one, it was like, he knew if she went to a different field, she might have gotten taken advantage of him. One, she was a foreigner. Two, she was a widow. So she know, he know she was in a very vulnerable position. And the matter of fact, that you're here just gleaning off of the field means you're poor. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of Levitical laws. And we see Boaz didn't even have a problem with her gleaning from the field. He was like, guess what? One, he knew the laws clearly because he was like, yeah, you could do it. But he even made it easier for her. Like I'm mm-hmm. telling you what to do now. Like you know what I'm saying. Like go forth, conquer. Here's what to do. Don't worry. These people ain't gonna harm you. They harm you. They have a problem. They gonna have a problem with me. You want some water? They are gonna draw water by the well over there. Have about it as well. You Thank safe you. here
0: within my lines. Go for it. No, I was saying, bro. You said she probably poor, and I was like, bro, she work all day <laughs> except for one little break for free. For, for free, bro. For, for free. free. <laughs> so yeah she getting busy bro she needs this you know what I mean oh my boy, I've seen that and like some people just be mean bro bro I as a man, I grow up with trees in my yard bro and it is be annoying when people mango trees you mm-hmm. understand so for context you know it's like a delicacy in the Bahamas especially during the summer when when it right because our, our trees used to bloom late bro so August late August we still oh, got mango I used trees. to like was following the mango season. Every, everyone love everyone loved it. <laughs> I used to get frustrated. People just running up in our yard, taking wassards. But every time someone asks, we always used to give. Only when you look like you're trying to be greedy, you got to be like, all right, bro. <laughs> Relax. You know what I mean? But everyone used to get blast, bro. We couldn't eat all our mangoes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I, I, I could see how it's like, it's like, like, bro, I don't want you. I don't want you up in my yard, bro. I don't want all these people on my property. I know you X, Y, Z. I can see how people would say, bro, mm, foreigner, I don't know you. I try to be protective of my stuff. You know, you got to beat it. But Boaz uh, and even Dot, you understand what I'm saying? Like he have every right to say, all right, this is a business I run in. i making sure everything in order. You know what I mean? You a foreigner, X, Y, Z. But he follows God. That's the thing. The man don't greet everybody like, hey, what's the status report for the day? He comes to report. blessing. <laughs> <laughs> he he comes to blessing, bro. Lord be with you. Lord bless you. That's how he's greeting you. You understand what he's saying? So like, we could already see. I, I like the way the book is written. Like, I I enjoy the pleasantness of this book. And Naomi Naomi's name means pleasantness, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think our name is pleasant, but I enjoy it because like Judges was such a hard book to read. Like it was heavy on your soul because it's such violence. And now this book, ah, we see the we see the widow in distress, her daughter-in-law, also a very pleasant woman. And now another character is being introduced to us and he's being introduced to us as a very as a stand up guy. You understand what I'm saying? He's a businessman. He loves God and he is courteous and nice. And so he already, he already distinguishing himself to Naomi that, yo, do not worry. Like, you know, some people really just like hospitable like that, bro. Like you straight. You understand what I saying? You straight. You don't got to worry about nothing. Anytime you need food, you can come here every day as long as you, as long as you want to. And you can be straight. You don't got to go to no other field. I respect that. You know, because that's very nice. A lot of people wouldn't do that. But it's people who come up to you on the street asking for money. And some people won't do that, bro. I remember one time, this was just on Christmas, bro. We was coming from church. My wife gave the guy a dollar. And I already had my hand up like, I ain't got no money. Then I think of myself, I said, bro, all you got is cash in your pocket, bro. Because mm-hmm. yeah, all I had is cash in my wallet. I was like, bro, why are you just automatically thinking I don't got it? You ain't even trying to check to see if you got mm-hmm. it or not. You know what I'm saying? And I had a night game supplement. Bro, the mom was so thankful. And we say, like, bro, man, I've been out there all day. <laughs> I was like God bless you And the light was turning green I was like bro It's what's slapping up now bro, Because I got a, I got a slide But he was very He was very thankful of that. But I just got, I just said bro Like a lot of times We could be um, Courteous Or hospitable to people And sometimes We just default to No Dre Or I ain't got it all mm-hmm. You know what I mean Or we just default to Or oh, they could be buying drugs They could be dangerous They could be X, Y, Z You understand what I said We just project on people We don't even know What's going on This could be a clean not a, like a clean, like clean as in they don't, they don't appear to be using substances that harm their body, right? Mm-hmm. They could be a clear person asking for, for help or whatever. And you just say, oh, they're probably going to buy drugs or something like that. But God don't give us provisions for who foreigners or who poor people to help. You he don't say, hey, only help the good ones. Make sure these people serve God X, Y, Z. But just the poor. Generally, they don't give no qualifications for that. They say help the poor. You understand what they said? And they also have provisions for the foreigner. And so, we can see that's with Boaz. is definitely um making sure it's happening that that he provides for for um for Ruth.
1: And then she said, and so at at this she bowed down her face onto the ground. She asked him, "Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner?" And to me again, was so was so impactful of this, right? Ruth has been dealt a, a pretty crap behind too. You know what I'm saying? But what I love about this attitude, how much she would have said like, well, it's about time like someone noticed me or like, thank God you like you said, I've been working in the field all day. You know what I'm saying? For free. Uh, yeah. But her attitude was still so pleasant. Like, she's like, what have I done to found favor in your eyes? And again, because I'm a foreigner, and we can see this was on her mind. Like, I'm a foreigner in this line. You can see this was playing in her mind.
0: But, but you it, can see this this is something that's not common. Mm-hmm. So you showing a foreigner affair, she like what I do for you to do this to a foreigner, like this ain't common. You understand what they say? So she had to say something like on that.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so I guess it, to me, that's just interesting. So now we see both reply reply. I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and your mother and your homeland. And come to live with the can come to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. And again, this is a clear instance of a smaller village type style setting. Because you know, word is spread fast in the island. Yeah. <laughs> and so we see Boaz, like he just get introduced to us like three verses ago, but mm. he already know the whole story. <laughs> Like, from any yeah. arcs, like, who, who this woman is? Oh, that's Ruth? Oh, oh that's, that's a, the Ruth that's a, yeah. I've been hearing about. You know what I'm saying? I just get yeah, back yeah. in town, but from when like, I reach the city gate, I hear about this Ruth, who just come back in town. Oh, she's a mall bike. Oh, she come with Naomi, you remember Naomi? Well, yeah, I seen Naomi in a couple of years. Yeah, man, she's been going to for a decade. But yeah, she bring back her daughter-in-law, and, they, and her daughter-in-law, you know, Milan and he died too, so she ain't got no <laughs> husband.
0: Right. You know how the gossip is going. For sure, bro. For sure, because <laughs> they was already stirred up when they when they entered the town. Like mm-hmm. first of all, if they was if they was salty, that they left in the first place, bro. And now you come back, and all of this hardship happened to you, bro. You just giving the gossipers fuel. Like you see, you tell her she shouldn't go. Should stay here with us. You understand what I'm saying? She is warned, but if she could die, and you know, all her people was warned, but if they die, and it still happened. you know what I mean? Like all type of thing they could be saying about them, but you know. We mentioned Rahab earlier, right? And a lady, when when in, in the book of Matthew, when they go through the genealogy of, of Jesus, you know, rooting, you know, Adam, straight to Jesus. Um, in the line of David, where Jesus is from, Rahab, a lady named Rahab, the husband of a man named Solomon, is mentioned. And then, after that, is mentioned Boaz, right? So, Earl and I have had a lot of conversation about this because, bro, it's hard to believe, right, that this is the same Rahab or that she is the mother of Boaz, especially when you read the text. I think it's in Matthew 1, when they go through the genealogy. And um, you read the text and you notice that if you was to go to Genesis or Chronicles, you will see Matthew 1 verse 3 or verse 5, I'm talking about specifically, you would see that there are people in the genealogy that are not mentioned, that were mentioned in previous genealogies. Um, so you can see where Matthew was kind of like a, a summary of some of the notable figures, but not all, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the world where um, Rahab was the father, Oh, Rahab. Let me just read it for a second, bro. Um, um, First, Matthew, Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew 1 verse 4. Ram, the father of Aminadab, Aminadab, the father of Nason, Nashan, the father of Salmon, Salma, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. So it, it literally says that's his mother, Boaz's mother, Rahab. If this is the same Rahab, It gives you even more context as to how as as to the type of mindset that Boaz would have in regard to foreigners. My mother was a foreigner who left everything she had in support of God. Ruth is now a foreigner who left everything that she had in search of God and in support of Naomi. Mm -hmm. Very poetic. The, the way, the way these two, the similarities between these two. And so I feel like it's even more. I just think it's solid, bro. And the bomb is solid. That's just like admirable, good, cool. Like we just use that word for in a good context. I just think it's solid that Boaz is like, I show when you love, I show you support. I see how you treat Naomi and I respect that. You understand what I'm saying? You treat Naomi who was a foreigner in Yellow you treat her good. And now you want a foreigner in hold on, and we can return the favor. We can return goodness for goodness, and that's that's what Boa is showing, showing right now.
1: Exactly. And in verse picking up in verse thirteen, we say, "May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord?" She said, "You have put me at ease by speaking so kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of none of your servants." At the meantime, Boa said, uh, "Come over here." Have some, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. You know what? That just remind me of like the imagery is play in my head. Like you know good. when you go to the Italian restaurants, we used to like this. That's all I think.
0: Like, that's all I thought about. Like <laughs> balsamic like vinegar and olive oil. Like. my word, man! <laughs> that they is really do that right in, now, <laughs> in, bro. When I was reading this, I was like, "Yo, me
1: and Kaz ain't do that in a long time." I say, "I know, but say, I know, I ain't had it in a long time.'" Yeah, I not in a,
0: in a minute either, bro.
1: Right, I don't know why that bro. And man, I was like, Dan, they this was from back in the day. Back then they was doing this, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. This is ancient tradition. Wow. So we see when she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted green. They she ate all she wanted to and had some left over. She got up to Glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her mind up. So we see now Boaz even saying, guess what? You know what? Forget the scraps. You even could gather among like, what we actually harvested and you essentially could take as much as you need and my man, they cool with it. I cool with it. It's my money at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> like, forget what they think. I right. cool with it. <laughs> they, just, they even say, even pull out some of the stalks from, from, from her bundles, from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke us. So they say, you know what? Essentially, whatever she wanted out of the field, she could have. Even hide. if she getting greedy, don't say Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. I was saying nothing. So we see Ruth gleaned in that field until evening. Then she threshed in the barley she had got. Then she then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. And for those who don't remember, that's ephah is about like thirty pounds. So that's a decent amount of green. I'm just saying, like yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her some what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law's where where, where where did you go? Like, right. This ain't normal. Blessed right. be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one whose place she had been working. The name of the man I work today is Boa. She said, the Lord blessed him. Naomi mm-hmm. said to her daughter-in-law, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our house relative. He is one uh, of our close guardian re-
0: close uh,
1: One of our close re- relatives. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my green. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it will be good for you, my daughter, to go to with the women to who work for him, because in someone else's field you might be harmed. Again, we see Naomi telling Ruth, like, yo. He taking care of you, stay there because this is like the best deal you're gonna get.
0: Bro, she got a job, dog. Like
1: that's crazy. <laughs> exactly. So we go one more verse and we can finish talk. So Ruth stayed close to the woman of Boaz to glean until the bar to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. So I mean, yeah, yeah, so we'll leave the last two chapters for another verse. So I mean, it's interesting. So these two first chapters. We see how the story started. Even, even before I get there, because that's almost like some wrapping up type stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? You think, think, think about this, right? Boaz was a very close family relative, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is what I get not now. Remember I said we all have a choice to make? Mm-hmm. Naomi and Emilia made the choice to leave. -hmm. They made the choice to leave to go to Moab. Boaz made the choice to stay. Mm. Boaz was extremely wealthy and blessed. This also could have been Emilia's portion if he had stayed. Mm. This is a close family friend. You all essentially share the same inheritance. Mm. This could have been part of your blessing, partially, or even with your blessing too, because he had because both spoiler boys have to buy back their line. You know what I'm saying to help redeem them mm-hmm. to give them like some status, mm-hmm. but y'all wouldn't have been this predicament if y'all had even stayed to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. Like we all have a That's choice. Crazy, yeah. we all have a choice, and our choices. Like, you know, like I've, I've seen this cliche thing online, but it makes so much sense. But, like, when you read it, like, oh, duh, duh, they' like, where you are at, at this point right now in, the, in your existence is a sum total of all the choices you have made in your life.
0: Hmm.
1: They made the choice to go to Moab. Who picked the fan in Moab? She made the choice to come back. But now you're coming back as a widow. God is still taking care of you. Don't get me wrong. But the choice y'all made, things went astray where, after you, like, not follow God's will, go in the land where you told him not to go to or your children marrying more bites when they shouldn't be marrying more bites to begin mm-hmm. with. Things went astray. That was the choices you guys made. Oaz, even though the Lamb wasn't a famine at the time, still stuck close to God. Because we can see is a man of God. Still stuck close to God. God still blessed him. And this is where he at. And we've seen even Naomi was like, yo, the like the Lord blessed him. Like to me, I almost take that as a wow, this guy is a close family friend. Like, my husband grew up with this
0: guy. Like, I know him, right. know him. <laughs> yeah, and, and my thing is, what are the odds, bro? What are the odds? Because she could have said, go to Boaz thing. You understand what I'm saying? But they probably ain't good. As a because think about it. This, ain't, this might not even be blood, a blood relative of Naomi. This could have been an in-law. Of, of Naomi. And so now, nah, Elimelech dead. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all might not have been as tight because he's dead and you know him through Elimelech, who is, you understand, not here. Or it could be that, <laughs> <laughs> or it could be that nobody, every, ain't nobody really respect your decision to leave in the first place because the, the, the city was stirred when you come back. Were you a celebrity? You understand? Know like me, right? <laughs> when I go back to New Providence, 7 just eight, I've been in a very long time. When I go back, Everybody happy to see me. Hey, guys what's going on? You understand what I say? Because, bro, I I ain't gonna say like I was a prominent member, but I grew up in the church. Like my face good in that church, right? Mm-hmm. When I go in Garden Hills. People, right? But I go in Garden Hills. <laughs> only certain people just be like, "Oh, I'm scared of Kazi, I'm scared of Kazi." That's Garden Hills where I from. But I ain't lived there in so long. People move on. Mm-hmm. You understand what I say? New people live there, looking at me like I's a new person. You understand what I say? Like, but now. If i had to leave any of those places on an extremely bad note, when they come back, it'd have been like, "Oh, look who back! Mm-hmm. Look, look what the cat dragged in!" Right, <laughs> boy. Mama always told me it'd be days like this, right, boy. <laughs> and so we see. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm just trying to understand Naomi because she could have directed her. She could have directed Ruth because Ruth is does not know this area. No, Ruth not at has all. To fend for herself. What are the odds that a foreigner just so happened to walk onto a close relative who is a just man of God that believes in God, and is going to treat you right, as as God would want it, him to treat you. What are the odds, bro? It's not luck; mm-hmm. it's divine.
1: Exactly, and to me, like that's the beauty of the Book of Ruth, because, and again, it's kind of sad that we didn't get to finish the whole book, but at the same time, it's a blessing. But in the in the through the theme of through, through this book, you don't really see. God being in the forefront of the book, but we see more so how God works in our lives as like us readers, more behind the scenes. So we see God's invisible hand working behind the scene the whole way. Like for one, Naomi's silent witness throughout the years was a good thing that Ruth was impressed by her fate to follow her back to Israel to learn more about her God and follow her God. That's one thing.
0: That's just, that's mm-hmm.
1: just God in itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Ruth was so humble and, humi- and was, was so humble, kind, and caring and was led by God to go take the initiative to go work in a field to go get some gleanings to get food for, for Naomi and herself. God so happened to guide her to not just any random feel, the feel of their family redeemer, the feel of a man of God, the feel of a very wealthy man, and the feel of a man who who's actually looking out for her above and beyond his duties by the law. Because mm-hmm. all he had to do, essentially all he was really instructed to do by God is just, whatever I drop, you keep. All right, it And comes- the part I don't glean, you go over there. Mm-hmm. He's he going above and beyond, guess what? Don't go to no one else's field because I know what's going to happen to you if you go to someone else's field. I've heard what you've done. Your character seems to be good. Cool. I appreciate what you've done for Naomi. Might not be that cool with her, but I could respect your deeds because you're going above and beyond. So guess what? You could eat with me. You could work with my workers. You have a place to stay. You have a place to drink and all the food that you ever would possibly need and want you could take. You ain't just got to be worrying about the scraps. You actually could take from the field itself. Hmm. And it just and, and, and to me, all this is God. And so it goes back to even like how I said before, even though Naomi was like, God's hand of misfortune is against me, she never, really, she never cursed God. Even though she know things, was, she, things wasn't going right, again, she was still running to God instead of running away from me because that's why she came back home. And we're seeing God still work in her life in the background because we're reading this, we ain't seeing, we seeing, oh, the Lord bless you. The Lord be with you. Oh, the Lord bless him. But we ain't seeing no outright praying to God or no outright mentioning of God or blatantly saying Ruth was guided by the Holy Spirit. But it's implied.
0: Bro, but you know, it's so rem- remarkable to me. So it's, um, in Matthew 15, it's a story mm-hmm. that used to perplex me, right? Uh, Matthew 15, verse 21. And it's it's called The Faith of a Canaanite Woman. Mm-hmm. Now, think about that. Moab is in the land of Canaan. So Ruth could, like we could <laughs> this could apply directly to Ruth, The Faith mm-hmm. of a Canaanite Woman. Right. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out to us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replies, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus then said to her, woman, you have great faith. Great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at at, at that moment. Mm -hmm. This story always perplexed me, but you know what I realized, bro? By the grace of God, I realized this. Jesus wasn't being mean to that woman, you know. But it (coughs) sounded like he was being mean. He wouldn't answer at first. The disciples see it and say, man, run this girl, man. Because they know they feel like Jesus was being indifferent to her the way that all Israelites would be indifferent. Jesus said, "I came only for Israel, but she continued being persistent. And he said, "Should I give the children bread to the dogs?" And she said, "Even the dogs would take crumbs." And bro, mm-hmm. let me tell you why all of this was so necessary? Because a lot of people bro, it's like, Rahab, right? She see the Mosa God. She could have say, "Hey. I want still worship my God, but I want to be saved. I want to be saved when you all kill me. You understand what I'm saying? But she chose to abandon all of her all of her stuff. Right? She chose to abandon everybody and follow and follow after God, and that's why she could be in the genealogy of 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 the King of King David. The same thing with Ruth. Ruth could have said, "I bring in all of my gods, and I still come into the land with you." She could have said, "I want to have both. I want to get blessed from Jesus, who's the Most High God, but I only want to use Him." I want to fully submit to him, right? Jesus in this, in Matthew 15, um, verse 27, he had to make sure he had to test the woman's faith to see if she was willing to fully submit to God. Mm-hmm. She had to fully submit. Uh, she, had to, she had to kind of denounce her religion. She had to kind of denounce her nationality. Jesus said, I only come to the Israelites. She said, man, I willing to submit myself and say, hey, I don't care. I'll be a dog. Because that's what it takes for me to swallow my pride to get the blessing from God. She did not allow her pride to get in the way. She did not allow her pride of religion or pride of um, nationality to get in the way. And Jesus tested that. He ignored her at first. That's what Israelites used to do to Canaanites. When Canaanites come around them, they ignored them. That's why when Jesus spoke to the woman of the well, the woman at the well, she was not a Canaanite. She was a Samaritan. But when, she, when Jesus talked to her, she said, "You, Hey, why are you talking to me? You don't know I'm a Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Because the the, the the Israelite, well, the, the people of Jerusalem, uh, well, the northern kingdom, J- Judah, those people of Jerusalem, they were very standoffish to people who were not from, from that region. And so Jesus, in this specific story, 15 verse 27, he was testing the woman's faith to see if she's trying to use him or if she is ready to submit to him despite her cultural bias, biases and despite her religious biases. This really touched me because... When I read the story of Root, the only thing I can think about is this woman right now. Root was willing to submit, bro. We don't know what social status Root was in. But she say, I ready to go the lowest of the low to follow this woman and to follow this woman God. I She could have done much better in our own town. I sincerely believe that. The only way she could have do worse is if it was God's will for her to do worse. I sure she could have lived in her parents' house and she wouldn't have had to been begging and nobody feel just getting the scraps. But you know what she say? Even dogs get to eat the crumbs from the table And that's what Ruth was trying to do Ruth was essentially trying to eat the crumbs from the table mm-hmm. And that shows great faith You understand what I'm saying? So I respect Ruth, bro I respect Ruth because she's a foreigner She ain't had to go through that Me, I'm, I, I, I've, a lot of times I've said out my own mouth I don't go where I want it what? Why, Ruth? Why Ruth going amongst the Israelites? The Israelite people may not have been nice to her And it's more than likely they were not going to be nice to her despite what what, um, Deuteronomy and Leviticus says. That's why when she see a man like Boaz being nice to her, she say, what I do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? For you to treat me like this. And she remind him I'm a foreigner. Mm -hmm. Please don't forget because like, I don't want you to do this for me under false pretenses. You understand what I'm saying? What I do, you know, and he and Boaz simply remind her too that you treat Ruth, who was a foreigner to you, you treat her with love and compassion and loyalty. And now I am going to do the same for you. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's what God instructed us. That's what God instructed me to do. All of us as Israelites, at the end of the day, that's God's will. And that's why God brought you here. So we can see where this woman, who was a Canaanite woman, submitted herself to God. And the Lord not only blessed her, but at the end of Ruth chapter 2, he provided her a bountiful blessing and a source of hope for for the future. What faith must it have took for a Moabite woman to leave it all behind, just to follow an Israelite and her unknown God? Throughout the Bible we've seen situations where men, after being called by God, leave it all behind just to follow him to the place where he wants them to be. And the same can be said for Ruth, who chose to leave behind her family, friends, religion, and the prospect of being married in order to stay loyal to Naomi and follow the Most High God. And although it appears that she just threw her whole life away, in actuality... She just found it. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath, a Breath of, Fresh, of Air. Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by Chenea Roberts, Ayana Albertson-Gate, as well as your host, Nikaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe and share with your friends you can follow us on social media at a breath of fresh air pod on instagram and b-o-f-a-p-o-d on twitter thanks everyone and we'll see you next week